You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, the podcast for all things faith, growth, and personal development. I'm your host, Bianca Bishop, and it's time to thrive. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Thrive Podcast, you guys. I'm so excited for episode four. I'm your host, Bianca Bishop, and I have a very special guest, a good friend, somebody that I look up to a lot, and we just really, really hit it off as soon as we connected, uh, the Missy Miller of the Creative Mill. Thank you so much for being here, girl. Thank you. Like, hey, yes. I'm so excited to be here, and we definitely, man, it was yeah. just- I love it so much. I love it. A great, great connection and a sister. And yes, amen. You motivate me, girl. Man, yeah, we definitely. It's it's a lot of motivation. I'm like, she's like kicking butt. Like, you just had your first event, so we definitely have to hear all about that. Like, uh, Chrissy is amazing. You you guys are really about to find out in this episode. Like, she is wonderful. So, Chrissy, tell us about, you know, yourself and all the things and all the many hats that you wear. Oh, all the hats. <laughs> I wear less hats now. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, I am originally from Louisiana, right outside of New Orleans, but I actually live in Vegas. I made a big jump a year and a half ago for a new life and actually close proximity to my little British god babies who moved here. So just getting to do life with them now after all these years because now they're teenagers. And yeah, I was excited. I've been a music teacher. I've always been in music and the arts um, and in ministry, gosh, all of my life at this point. Um, so I went from like musician, church musician as a kid, like teenager, that was my first job. (laughs) So I've always been the creative Yeah. um, from church musician to worship leader, to a booking agent at a jazz club and, um, programming director at a jazz orchestra in New Orleans. Uh, so we've just kind of bounced around and done some really cool things, like for the short amount of time that I've been running these streets. Um, but now I'm really excited um, to be in this new season of my life. So after I moved here to Vegas, I decided that I was kind of done with being um, a teacher, like a traditional okay. in-school music teacher. I, I did it for seven years, unplanned. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unplanned, did not go to school to be a music teacher. Um, although I've always taught music in some form. But um, yeah, I am on this whole full-time entrepreneur wheel of crazy, which it was a massive step and a leap. And I know you know how that feels, girls. Jumping I out. I do, yeah. <laughs> Stepping out of faith. Um, and just trusting that it was time for me to pursue uh, my vision. And so I started the creative mill um last officially on paper last year but conceptually actually during the pandemic uh, i wanted some way to kind of encapsulate and like umbrella all of the different things that i was doing as a creative and the creative mode kind of burst out of that uh but i was my feet got put to the fire when um, (laughs) 
in the uh, festival world, so I've actually, yet another hat, um, is that I do festival management. So what that looks like is, depending on the festival, uh, my largest contract is with Essence Festival of Culture. Man, yeah, yeah that's largest, huge. Yeah, it's the largest Black festival um, in the world. In the world, yeah. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> I would guess yeah. Black American. I think that there's some, like, African, like, continental festivals that are larger but like i'm sure black, but for us black like in culture yes exactly yeah, like this black culture like, best. if you're not there like you're yeah, missing out kind of the mecca of like yeah. <laughs> a blackness like blacky black i love it um but yeah so i've actually worked with uh the festival for i think this year will be nine years wow. and I started off working for um, just kind of a contractor for a, a local production company in New Orleans. Um, and I just got thrown into it like, hey, you have experience working with artists. Would you like to like help out with talent check-in? <laughs> and they're being their girl. I'm like, <laughs> I love sure. it. Okay. Um, and so that evolved to like, hey, here's, here's a login to this database of schedules. Good luck, too. Wow. <laughs> and you, we'll send you some people to like escort people. And that has evolved into like a, a pretty well oiled machine that I've kind of groomed over the years and turned into a whole structured process. And yeah, this past year, coming off of COVID, this was their first like regular uh, festival back in. And they were like, if you're doing all of this, like, you need better access. So literally, the word square. Um, so they were like, it sounds like you need to be better connected with the Essence side because there's all those people in between uh, working for the other company. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I could definitely do this better if I had better access to you guys. Um, right. Like, well, why can't we just give you a contract? Look. Say less. So. Okay. <laughs> And I'm on it, like yes. Yeah, so we LLC'd up real fast. That was it was a six-figure contract for wow. all of the operations and staff, the largest staff I've ever had. It was uh, I'm contracted over fifty uh, other people to work on my team. So we have wow. probably the largest um, man-powered team of, of the festival at that many people. Working at one thing because it's a lot, it's a lot of moving pieces, but um, but that yeah. shifted me, um, and it really just gave me the opportunity to shift into that direction of festival management. And I just started doing several other festivals, not to that magnitude yet, um, right. yet, but just getting as I took that leap from being a full time music teacher, then I was able to do festivals that weren't in the summer, um, in New Orleans. Gosh, it must be festival capital of the world. It has to be because there's like literally a festival for anything you could possibly imagine. So I ended up working like six festivals this past year for the first time. Wow. And doing various artist related things like managing the stage or like backstage management or like ticketing and stuff. So it's been, yeah, it's been quite it's a time. Journey. Yeah. <laughs> fun and it's exciting it's fast paced and then it's nothing um but but i love it i love this this new adventure and i'm all about the adventure that's amazing and that like like i don't want to make it too preachy but it's just like when you like think about like god's favor like you oh, know over your 
and stuff like that just to say like why don't we just give you the contract and it's just like you know like because it's like yeah like i've been you know here i've been helping i've been doing all mm -hmm. the things but there's always like still like that inner like part of us that we feel like i'm not qualified to do this or you know like oh, that really? that you know that like that's inside of our heads see you and like say like no you're qualified we would like to give the contract to you are you up to the job yeah <laughs> like, and not only this is this is the crazy part it came from the person who literally like because of some misunderstandings um the previous year before COVID, um, like bad things had gone down, like perception wise. Um, and she was the person that was like, their team did terrible things and they cost us money. And it was all like misunderstandings and not knowing the function of the team. But right. um, literally she became the person in charge. And I was like, I don't think I'm ever like, I told my team, like, I was just like, well, it's been a great run. I think we're, we're probably done. Like, yeah. we won't get hired back at all based on the things that were said. Um, and that very same person ended up being in charge of the festival when they came back this past year. And she was the one that said, I didn't realize exactly what your role was. And she apologized. And she was, wow. and she was the one that said, you will we'll give you the contract. And like, when I tell you nothing but the favor of God from going from, I don't even know if I'm going to have a job yeah. anymore to like, here is your contract, go forth and multiply. Yeah, go forth. And, and like, it's just like, like when you handle things, you know, the right, like, when, like sometimes like when you don't do anything, you know, like when you just kind of like, cause like, when people like blame you for stuff, like my reaction yeah. is like, so you trying to fight? You know, like that's my normal, <laughs> like, like, cause why are you, you know, trying to call me yeah. out, and ask, you know? So to just be like, I'm gonna step back and, you know, handle this thing with some dignity and some grace and some poise and stuff like that, yeah. that speaks volumes, you know, to your character. Yeah. Um, it definitely amazing. had, to, had to, to, to be that, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, it's it's funny they um they called me the chaos calmer <laughs> like, wow festival like I didn't do probably have one of the most stressful jobs directing I'm sure all of the madness of getting people to the stage where there's like, any, oh. yeah anybody that has an appearance in the convention center at Essence Festival um my team moves them so there's like twenty seven plus activation yeah. stages going on and <laughs> like at all times like 10 o'clock to 5 o'clock like is madness which is great for the consumer but it is total chaos because schedules, schedules upon schedules and overlap and, and then like depending on the characteristics of the people on like coming to the stage and stuff like that so i'm sure you got some stories with that like oh girl <laughs> easily like willing to go with the flow of things oh goodness we've had all of the sorts i think the only major people we have not had um in my camp is probably like beyonce okay um, yeah they typically some of the like highest a-listers don't typically come to the convention center but like anybody below that's fair game like kevin hart steve harvey like wow 
all of the fine chocolate. We had the silver foxes and I had to like calm my team down. <laughs> like, y'all will not embarrass me. Yeah. Together, women, like calm your nerves or I will reassign you. <laughs> Serious, seriously, yeah, yeah, this is a business. Like this yeah. is our base, our reputation. Like we can't, there's a time and place for everything and this ain't the time nor the place. Thank you so That's much. <laughs> yeah, or you won't come back. You okay. Maybe so not you gotta even. pick your battles, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, and this it was really incredible this year, um, being able to say, this is the creative mill and this is our operations for the first time. Um, wow. It was really my goal to, like we had a, a huge, like we always do orientation with the staff, but this year I was really intentional. We had like a, a sit down, like, like a dinner orientation. It was family time because yeah. I wanted to create that culture because stress gets massively high Man. in that type of environment and it's easy to pop off at each other. Uh, yeah. when all of those things are going down. So it was really important for me to create an environment of family because family, we get in hot water and we get frustrated with each other. But at the end of the day, we always have each other's back. And yeah. that was what I wanted to convey. So we had that meeting and she did stand up in front of a room of like 50 people um, that I was employing and say, welcome to the creative mill you guys are the first employees like wow and them like they celebrated so much like i can't even i'm getting emotional <laughs> just thinking about the feeling to say um that you know your checks are going to say creative milk and you're going to get paid on that <laughs> wow yeah, that. it meant it meant so so much it was a huge weight of a burden to carry, um, yeah. to be responsible for that many people, but such an honor to like pay people, um, pay them on time because that had been a problem with the previous company, um, and to just know that like people were celebrating, and like it was one thing that really stuck out to me was that one of my um, lead team guys, um, he got up and said, you know, guys, I just want to point out that when we are working. We're not just working for ourselves. We are representing the creative mill and we are representing Chrissy Miller. Like we have the opportunity to set the tone for what her business, how her business is portrayed to a lot of people. And she has put in the work and we want to represent her well. And like, I cannot, yes. oh my gosh. Like, wow. Tell you what that meant. And I'll just get in Russia. But oh, even. Look. <laughs> I'm okay with crying on this show. I know, like, girl. I've been seeing your episodes, girl. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not going to try to make you cry, right? But I do, like, I just have to point out, like, for God to put people like that and, you know, that take your business as serious as you take it, you know, all the hard work that you put into it, all, like, just the pouring in and mm -hmm. to get that back from a team that's special. That doesn't oh, always happen. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And um, yeah, at the end of it, we had a big powwow. Um, at the end of the festival, of course, everyone's like massively exhausted and they've like survived. Girl, we had the vice president, like Kamala. Of the, wow. Of the United States uh, come this year. And it was 
complete chaos. We had people stuck in elevators because they shut them down. It was like crazy. So I really <laughs> had to like be like, the, hey guys, you know, I know it's, it's a lot. I know you guys are stressful, but we are going to get through this. Like at some point I was directing traffic. <laughs> like fighting and fussing with Secret Service and directing traffic. <laughs> like, wow. So do but, you think, yeah. oh no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm oh, no, I was just going to say that um, my ending, like, powwow with them, um, people, like, the love was just so overwhelming. Like, people coming up to me saying, thank you so much. Like, or even, like, when I would just, like, ride out to, we had an outdoor check-in area, and they would see me riding in the rain. Like, I was just like, what can I do for you guys? Are you guys okay? Like, what do y'all need out here? And they like one of them. They're like boss lady. Like it's older, like older black men. They're yeah, like, boss lady. We just, I just really want to say that I appreciate you. Like I ain't never worked for anybody like you, and it's really an honor to work for you. Like I really, I really appreciate this opportunity. And like, wow. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, that's that's such a blessing. Like so, like you know, because like like I told you, and I probably I don't even know how many times I've said it or how many times I'm gonna say it just about like how you inspire me and like how you just have like this like this very like sweet spirit and you know like you could like I knew immediately like um okay so a little backstory guys like me and Chrissy we actually just met September of 2022 at a conference mm -hmm. like a main like speaker and I was like a panelist there and just like you know like hearing your story you know just talking about gumbo and you know like <laughs> all of these things right um like i just knew instantly i'm like she is so dope like who is this person and i think were we sitting next to each other or like is it no remember. no i think it was i said in between you were it was somebody in between us right yeah. yes okay yes. um but like like i remember like looking at the panel and like having this moment of like Ooh, like I cannot believe I'm here, like sitting next to like all these people. I'm like looking at everybody's pictures and I'm like, right, because calm you yourself, like <laughs> and but like you got up there and you rocked the stage out and like you know it was just so authentic and so warm and just truth, right? Mm -hmm. Um, have you like is this just something like is this just Chrissy or have these been things that you've worked at, like being able to like calm storms and all of these things. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I've been super intentional in like being the like calm person. Because um, inwardly, I'm. I'll be a mess. Like <laughs> I don't get people. Like when I tell you, like I'm, and I have like I'm in the up in the production office at at the festival, and people just come to me and like they have like. A complete nightmare that they're about to tell me about that I basically need to fix and they're like okay <laughs> and I, they're just like you're just so calm <laughs> and I'm like can I just sit sit by you and talk to you like I just you know what I honestly think it is I think it's the peace of God amen I don't I don't really know how else to, to say it um, because some, uh, most of the time internally, I'm just like, oh my God, I really don't know how this is going to happen. I would just, um, but at some, you just have to trust the peace of God. And I have had such a crazy wild ride of a life yeah. in childhood that 
I just trust God that that he's going to take care of it, that he like will give what we need and give the answers that we need. Sometimes, you know, that crazy, (laughs) it creeps over. Um, But I think that once I realized that people saw that in me, especially in that environment, then I became more intentional about not like, um, you know, pouring out any of my own internal stress onto anybody else and being that place because everybody's stressed. Um, So somebody has to be the piece. And me being the piece also shows and shines the light of of Jesus, of the Lord, then I am honored to be that person. Like, even if I never sit down and like, let me tell you about Jesus. Um, They know, like, there's a, like, kind of an indescribable light and love and peace and joy that they see and that. And so I'm sowing those seeds, like, being intentional about sowing that. So. Yeah. Look, that is a perfect answer. <laughs> that is it. So with, you know, like you said, like, you know, at one point the team was like 50 and, you know, for like contractors, that that is the largest team, right? Mm-hmm. How do you manage that? Like to the to the entrepreneur listening on the show, I'm one of them, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> how, like what skills? Like how, like, I guess it's how do you get there? Like, how do you do that? How do you manage other people? Um, <laughs> well, first of all, I have to say that it comes now with having leaders amongst leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's identifying. So I, even though there's, there's a team of about 50, a little over 50, um, I also, within that number, have a lead team of about eight people mm-hmm. um, who, like, one of them is my assistant. One of them, like, and and there's kind of tiers of that. So I've got, I'm a director. I've got some managers, assistant managers, and then coordinators. Um, and so it's really, in, in my case, setting up a sound structure. And these people have been with me. My leaders, most of them have been six, five, six years. Some of them have been with me from the get-go when I didn't even have a title. <laughs> yeah. I just got thrown in there. Um, <laughs> that I think that it is recognizing the leadership in other people and the D word that I am starting to be better at, which is delegating. Mm, that's you. <laughs> I have sucked for a long time and there's still things that I struggle handing off because I'm just terrified that it's not gonna be done right. Um, and sometimes I've seen like, I gave this to you to do, and then you dropped the ball, and oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and that, and that inner voice wants to be like, see, that's why you need to do it yourself. Um, but people got to learn, and they have to grow. Like, I, when you are in leadership as an entrepreneur with people underneath you, you've got to give space for people to learn and grow. Grace. You've got to give them grace. Yeah to learn and to grow people are going to make mistakes you make mistakes so how how is it fair to give yourself grace and not give other people grace like yes there are a couple there are some things that are not reconcilable like this is the first year that i fired people on the spot okay. um, wow one i did myself like uh hands-on and then the other i gave permission because they were like hey this this girl has been showing up late leaving early we don't know where she is sometimes 
I was like, let her go. I was like, we don't have time. Like it's staying the course, knowing what the vision is and empowering um, your the people below you. But it's also, um, I would say creating a culture amongst, yeah. actually with that many people, like I said, it was really important to me to create a very like family-like culture with yeah. people. Um, but it's important for them to see me serve um, and to model the behavior that I want to see from them. So I like, and I had to get on myself because I realized that I was hiding. <laughs> Yeah, I really try to model the the things that I want to see. So when it first started out, I was like literally right in the heat. So when artists were like walking up, I was literally there's the check-in desk, and then there was me right behind them. And so anytime fires were happening, I was like right there. Um, But it started to evolve, and I had to get away because I couldn't put out like the bigger fires that were coming from above and not from like in front. Um, so I got away, but I noticed after a while that I was hiding. And oh. yeah, like it was easy just to be like up in my little like haven. <laughs> not that it wasn't crazy up there, but like someone kind of made a comment of like, yeah, we like never see you. I was like, okay. Okay, so this year I was intentional, like even though I needed to be away, like to process things, to handle stuff, I yeah. was intentional about going down. But they also would get scared <laughs> when I would come around. <laughs> like, why is the here, yeah, right? Like. Yeah, but I also have to like switch my thinking because a lot of the people who work for me, um, they have been like people that I have been at my church, people that are like friends of mine. I really have like, put people to work around me, yeah. which is great. Sometimes it don't work out. It's like, okay, you're <laughs> not coming back. Um, but I'm familiar with a yeah. lot of the people. And so it's easy for me to just go and be like, hey, and like be kind of casual with them. But I have to remember that I'm the boss. Like I am the director of talent logistics for Essence Festival. Uh, and so when they see me coming, like, especially if they don't know me, they are like, what the heck? Because that's Dolly, you know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, is, is, is everything okay? Are you okay? Can we, can we get something? Can we, can we, can we? And I'm just like, huh? Right. I just couldn't see what y'all doing. Like, y'all all right? Y'all good? <laughs> like, exactly. You good? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I realized that I needed to be more present when I could be. Um, yeah. And to show them um, that I was serious about what was going on, but also that I wanted to connect with them. So there is a there is a place where you have to put some distance between you and the people that work for you mm-hmm. um, so that there's that respect, that level yeah. of respect. Um, and I couldn't be too common at some point with them, um, but also like not lording it over. Like I never wanna be that leader that people are afraid of. Yeah, and I think naturally people are just like, oh, she's just so happy and jolly. Um, so I just am welcoming, but like there has to be some strong lines drawn at some point. Boundaries, yeah, boundaries and having some difficult conversations of like, look, you guys are out of line. I need y'all to tighten this up. Like my like Miss Miller teacher face <laughs> like goes in real fast. I'm like, 
so what we not gonna do like there's like notoriously an essence Chrissy um, okay like regular Chrissy kind of just like folks around whatever but like when real essence Chrissy like <laughs> and that's like I'm I'm not a cursor like that's never been me never been your thing I get it no but the like first time that I've ever cussed towards or at anyone was at essence and like that was like the game changer like people were like oh my god like and that's when like essence Chrissy was born okay. like they're just like, okay, but we need Essence Chrissy at this point. So can you can you bring her to something just happened and we need Essence Chrissy. <laughs> and so just like, okay, not to like, I've there's still only been like two people I've ever cut that. Um <laughs> but like it's just like, okay, we need to lock in and like like game for face. Yeah. Um, and handle business. Like, because it's a big deal. Like if stuff goes down, it's massive. Like I mean, we, you're talking about like affecting people's performances, mm -hmm. like people getting on stages, pissing people off. Like I've gotten like, I've never fussed with anybody, but I've had lots of people's managers, very, very, very prominent performance people um, like try and pop off at me. And at some point I'm just like, okay, but you're gonna respect my team. Yeah. And I've had to stand up for my people and be like, I understand we're gonna try and accommodate you as best as we can. However, like let's just calm things down. So at some point, like the leader has to arise and absolutely like, no matter how timid of a person I actually feel <laughs> and am and feel like calm and happy, like at some point, like it's gotta be mama bear, like, you know, professionally and like just get things done and like advocate for my people. So yeah. Yeah. For sure. I okay. That's definitely great advice. Um, and I think that's gonna help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So right now, like cause so Essence Fest, you know, is usually more so summer months or right. not Essence Fest, but just more of the festivals, um, in yeah. Maryland, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so what things are you working towards now? Like what like or what are like what is the creative meal, right? Like what mm -hmm. are all the things that <laughs> you do within that umbrella? All the things. Well, we do so many things, but we are we've narrowed <laughs> yes. down to three different pots for this for this season at least. Um the one pot is um events and festival management. Um we're not only doing festivals, but I'm actually working on producing some events. Uh, of my own and for other people. Um, the second part is coaching. Okay. So kind of my thriving. So we have the creative mill, this is a thriving mill um, where we work, which is very closely akin to yours. Like, I love it. I was like, come on, proximity. Come on. Yes. Like, I'm always like, yes. Okay. Yes. Like, literally, it's I, when I thrive, we thrive. Yeah. And so it's coaching, life coaching, accountability. Um, uh, goal setting, coaching. I do lots of um, goal setting and vision board workshops, virtually and in person. Um, and it's creating space for creatives. So actually, the the, um, the motto for the Creative Mill is creating space for your greatness to shine. And it's literally okay. how can I create opportunities and experiences for creatives and entrepreneurs 
to shine and to thrive in their lane at what they do best. Like, let me help you get into your space so that yeah. you can shine. Um, so we do that through the coaching program. And then the, the third uh, lens of it is arts education. Um, okay. Mainly music, because of course I'm a music teacher. That's my creative, the creative side of me. Um, and so on a, like, on kind of the side, um, do like uh, music education, so workshops, private lessons, camps, and things like that. So that's something that's kind of incubating a little bit smaller um, on a smaller scale, but ultimately um, like being able to produce uh, bigger music camps for children. Um, eventually, I'm definitely going to have a community arts center um, oh, I love that. Really, really excited about that. That's been a goal of mine ever since I was in college. So just like pieces have been coming throughout the years. Um, and I know that it's slowly going to lead to that. So I definitely go back to my hometown at some point and open up a community performing arts center. So, yeah. And that's just so first. needed. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I can't wait to see that. And just like seeing just like all the many things like, you know, that your business is doing and just like thriving and all the areas and just like all the people that you get to serve and help. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like it's just something that's needed. Um, like for you know, people of color, like, you know, just like all of these things that like we need these, like, we need you, you're a resource, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one thing that's been a goal for me is to be a resource to other people. Um, ever since I was a kid, actually, uh, my mentors have always said, Chrissy, you're a bridge. Mm. Like, you're called to stand in the gap, you connect people. Um, and I would just be like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but I've really been seeing that now, like I'm yeah. a connector of people, um, and not even just like, I definitely am the like, let's elevate black voices, um, and just like create resources and opportunities for the black community. But I also know that I'm strategically called to be a bridge across lines, across color lines. Um, cause even, even when I think about me, like, I'm not just black, like I'm Afro Latina, like my my family's from Nicaragua and like even though I, yeah I definitely identify as like a black woman and I'm yeah three fourths um but like to just say like I I can only advocate for black voices like that that's not even true to myself yeah um and see I just learned something new about you because I did not know that so oh. <laughs> yes yeah my grandmother came over from Central America when she was a teenager and she's half Nicaraguan, half Swedish. Wow. Um, yeah. So I'm just like, I am like real, real mixed. And so it's <laughs> not, it's not in me to be just like single-minded yeah. in that mm -hmm. way. Um, and so I'm definitely, and people have all, it's been, oh, you, girl, you don't even sound black. And like, I've gone through all of that. Look, you and me both, like, cause yeah. what, is, what is that? What, what does that, that mean, girl? But to that end, it's very important for me to create opportunities to pull people together. Um, that was my goal. I just did actually my first event 
a couple of weeks ago, the Brunch yeah. and Guild was so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of my main objectives was how can I get like-minded people in the room? They don't have to all look alike. Yeah. I mean, it's great. And majority of the people were, were Black. But like, I intentionally was like, I need you, I need you, white. Like, I, yeah. I need different people in the room because like, yes, we there's the racial issues and tensions and stuff like that, but we're never gonna solve anything if we don't come together. Mm-hmm. And like at the base level of creatives and entrepreneurs, like the playing field, even though it's unequal in a lot of ways, like, we still go through the, a lot of the same stuff. Like no, a white entrepreneur is not gonna understand all of the things that a black or a female entrepreneur is gonna go through but like the mindset issues like mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff the stuff that we go through starting a business like some of it is like definitely relatable um yeah. and so i think it's important to have all the conversations i also am a person who is not gonna like host a women's open like i've been to enough of them they they have so much value but i think that oftentimes we miss the male voice in things yeah um, and so I am always going to advocate for let's bring everybody to the table. Um, that's awesome. And that's that's the mill. Like the mill is like we we bring the in hub. all the yeah. yeah, and we're grinding. So my my goal in that is to create a safe space for creatives and entrepreneurs where they feel like that they can grow. They feel like that they can connect with other people, and they feel like that they can get the things that they need. So. The Brunch and Bill Slidell, which is right outside of New Orleans, was my like inaugural event, my first time producing my own event. Yeah. Um, it was just the beginning. So I'm honestly looking to like take this on the road. Um, and like I need a brunch and build Chicago. And like brunch and build New York, brunch and build LA, obviously yeah. brunch and build Vegas. Uh, like, and I already have, like, I had a really incredible sponsor, Justice Academic Solutions in Louisiana. And he's like, so can we do this in Baton Rouge, like, this summer? I'm just like, yes, go. yes, you can. Yes. yes you can. Let's do I this. love it. So it's, it's totally a village approach. Like, I'm trying to pull in, like, and it's been all of these years of gathering these people mm-hmm. and these resources. And it's just like, okay. You've been serving other people. And that's why I wanted to talk about mindset is that I for so long have only done stuff for other people and like made other people's visions come to pass and like serving other people. Um, and it got me to where I am today. But at yeah. some point I had to shift and say, now I need to do my own vision. Now I need to work in my own space and in my own Uh-oh. plan. Um, and now I'm seeing the fruit of that. Like people are like, yeah, I want to come along. I've been watching you. Like, let's go. So yeah, that's what we're doing. I for so long had been just serving other people, whether that was in ministry or other organizations, other people um, coming up with ideas for them, like yeah. walking out their, their visions. Um, and at some point it was finally like, Chrissy, God has put some really big, things like dreams in your own heart and you have to start working on your own stuff um and that was the shift that was made um it started like during covid but definitely by the time i moved here to las vegas i was like it's time like i'm i'm i've never i honestly never wanted to be an entrepreneur (laughs) 
Um, that was never my goal. Wow. Like I wasn't one of those people that was like, I don't want to work for other people. Um, I just want to be flexible. Um, yeah. Be free. I am an avid traveler and adventurer. And I, when I want to go, I want to go. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we're seeing the other side of that of like, if you don't work, you don't have money. So you can't go. You don't work. Um, you don't eat. Okay. You you can't um, put heat in your home. Like <laughs> yeah. So some some days I really do miss my teacher life because I'm like, oh wait, I had summers off and holidays and I still got paid. Dang it. Um, <laughs> but we are we are working towards that and um, yeah, it's really important that I um, started to work towards my own um aspirations and things and people followed like people are like girl we've been watching you we've been following you all of these years we believe in what you're doing like it was i can't tell you what it meant to me um to hear at brunch and bills like girl what this becomes amazing what's next right this needed to be a conference like this was not long ago like yeah like when's the retreat like what are we doing like what's coming up next like you like one of my good friends who um he is a really uh prominent musician in new orleans um he we had a long kind of chat after after the brunch um and he was just like you have something here like this could blow up and be really big. He's like, and you know, I don't just say stuff, but he was like, the kind of people that you had in that room, like for them to make the connections, like you've got million dollar ideas floating in that room just because of the people in the room. Like you literally just need to like make all of the connections of people. And literally like, I see that already happening. Even for me, like one of our speakers, like we're already gonna start working on some projects together and so I'm just like yeah like it's so big that it's scary and that's yeah when you know you've got a god idea because I'm just like I don't know how yeah how you're gonna do yeah like happen. I don't know how I'm gonna do this and God's like you're not doing it alone like and you're not going to do it alone like yeah. and you've got everything and, and what I said that day was that every resource everything that you need is in your hand you might not recognize it, you might not see it at the moment, but God is giving you everything that you need to accomplish his will for your life. And I was just like, and even in this room, the people that are attached to your destiny are in this room. Amen. Yeah. People that could really jump you off to the next thing literally be in this room. So it's, it's up to us to like really step out be open, also sometimes be sociable <laughs> yeah. um, as an entrepreneur because you just you literally just never know. I was afraid that the keynote speakers that I had, I was afraid to reach out to them. Like I literally texted someone else and said, hey, I was thinking about having them as speakers. Do you think that they might even maybe say yes? And then when I told her, she was like, are you just there, girl? <laughs> and people were like, you're Percy Miller. Like, we would do whatever. Come on, say that. Like, yeah. like, and I and I'm that person that is always afraid to ask for things. Um, I was doing, actually, from talk about connections. I met a guy at a music or arts camp that I taught at this past summer. He ended up being like college professor, 
of like tour management, artist relations, all kinds of things, popped off great. Um, so he actually brought me onto one of his online classes um, to interview me for his students. And one of the students, I told him all about Essence and the orchestra and all the things that I've done. And they're like, how do you, how have you leveraged all of those connections? And I was like, I'm like, like the people that I have, like in my phone <laughs> would be like shocking. Uh, and I'm yeah. like, honestly, I really, I really haven't. Um, I just, I don't like taking advantage of people. And I feel like when I do leverage those, those connections, um, I want it to be the right opportunity and I don't yeah. want to wander it. Like I want to be like sure in the path. You know, as creatives, like we can get a great idea, we jump on it and then we mm -hmm. fall off. We're like, yep. oh, a new idea. Uh, so I'm just like, I want it to be the right opportunity. Like before I moved away, I um, I sat down with Dee Dee Bridgewater. Dee Bridgewater okay. is one of the top jazz vocalists still living in the world. Yeah, um, I remember you telling me um, yeah. like one of our conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was the original, I think, Glenda the Good Witch on Broadway. Like, she's got a Tony. She's got Grammys. And we literally sat down in this cute little cafe across the river in New Orleans uh, before I left. And I was just like, first of all, I just couldn't believe that she remembered me. Like, yeah. we had done work at the orchestra together. Uh, and I call her Auntie Dee Dee, and she calls me uh, Sassy Baby or Miller Baby. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm just like, I was like, yeah, I'm moving to Las Vegas. And she was like, well. When you're ready to start the music school, I know the people. I'm just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just sitting here casually with this like Grammy, Tony award winning singer. Like, what? I, no, I haven't leveraged it at all. Not besides, hey, Auntie DDD, like, can we like go out to, to breakfast before I go? It's been a couple of years, I haven't seen you. Um, so yeah, no, like it was. But I, I really believe that that's a good thing, like because I I know people, I've seen it, like where they make like connecting with people all about transactional things, you know. Yeah. You rub my back, you know. I scratch yours, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's that's not what it's for. No. Like you want to build those connections, like that you're genuinely interested in, you know, just as a person. And then if an opportunity presents itself, that's great. Like, that's amazing. You already built, you know, the work and, you know, build the relationship, you know, like, but like, I just think about like, um, like, I remember like when I was a kid, like growing up, like in church and stuff like that, I kind of thought like that guy was like a genie and, you know, if you just ask him, you know, he's just going to give it to you not realizing like it actually has to be in alignment for with his will with your life and like mm -hmm. all these other things you know before you can ask and then yeah. it's just like but you also um uh joyce myers i mm -hmm. love joyce myers mm -hmm. and she's always like talking about like it's not in reach we weren't called to in reach you know you were called to outreach okay. and you know <laughs> and it's just like you know so you don't want to think about yourself all the time you want to mm -hmm. think about others and how you can help others and I really do believe that that's like how, like what great leadership is about. Like, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. Because then like, you know, you, like you're saying, like you spent your whole life pouring into all these other people's dreams and visions and all of the things. And now they're there for you. Yeah. They're there and they're, you know, they're willing to pour into you because they've seen how you served. 
Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> and I think that, yeah, that goes back to what I shared at the, um, at the in Detroit when that, um, at Making Her Deposits. Um, when I, I talked about collaboration, that partnership and mentorship or sponsorship and mentorship. Yeah. Um, but with collaboration, like so many people are opportunists. And it's all about what what can you do for me? What yep. what kind of connection can you give me? What leverage can I can I make off of this? And we don't think about what we contribute. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I never want to have a one sided transaction relationship with anybody. With um, anybody. It's always like how can I serve you? Like there, I I went to another um, event a, a week ago. And um, I was like, so like, I really need to reach out to the to the guy who put this on um, because I resonate so deeply and he's doing what I want to be doing. But I'm already like, okay, how can I serve him? Like, what can I offer? Like, maybe I can help them with their logistics or something. Yeah. Like, even though I, like they definitely have a lot that I know I can get from them. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I don't want to go empty handed. Like, I'm not going to approach without knowing that I can like contribute something. Yeah. You know, um, but I've seen, gosh, in the in the line of work in in festival world, especially in, in like the you know the clout of like the Essence Festival glamour. Um, there's definitely been lots of people that are complete opportunists. I see it mm -hmm. all the time. I have to shut. Them I down. saw it when you spoke and how everybody, <laughs> how people kind of gravitated like towards you as soon as they knew she's the Essence girl. And oh, in my head, God. I remember I was like, oh no, don't do it. Don't do it. And oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was cracking up because I remember like um, me and like my sister in law, we were like in the car and driving. And like, I don't think she saw. I was like, did you see? I was just like, it was so crazy. It was crazy. But to like to see that, thank God for discernment. Okay. Like, yeah, but I was just and like, I was uh -oh. not that like fangirly <laughs> type, like, like, towards other people or expecting that towards myself. Like, yeah. I don't even, like, I'm not the, like, I work at Essence. Like, and I don't, well, I'm contracted by Essence. I wanna put that out there. I'm not employed by Essence Festival. Put uh, <laughs> my claim, disclaimer out there, not yet. Um, but like, I don't go around sharing that. And when I do like say it, cause they're like, oh, what kind of stuff do you do? I'm like, oh, you know, I do talent management at Essence Festival. And they're like, what? That's all they heard. That's all they heard, and then it's just like I'm an I'm an, I'm a normal citizen, and like I got to church every Sunday, and I serve, and I just I just love Jesus, and I just like helping people. Um, yeah. so like when other people want to like make a really big deal out of it, and I do realize that like it is like such a huge thing. Um, yeah. I just I just don't hype myself up like that. I'm just that's just not. Who I am, and I think that it's helped, honestly, to be in the position that I am. And I don't allow anybody else to do it either. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, no pictures policy for all my staff. Like, listen, Trey Songs kissed me on the way, and I like, you know, I could have been like, oh my god, can I get a picture with you? I'm not that um, but like, like I just like. I interact with all of them. It's just like, oh, hey, Morris, like, yeah, like, hey, Boris and Nicole, like, like, it's just that's just the people that I'm around. We're just essence. people, like, just, you know, like they're doing a job. They just happen to be seen by hundreds of thousands and yes. millions of people. You know, um, you working? 
I'm working. Let's Look, make sure we can work on the same page. Right. Like, I'm trying to eat too. Like, let's go. <laughs> literally. And sometimes they That's are just real. trying to, to eat. Like the stories yeah. go for days and days about the outrageous, hilarious things that, that I have experienced with celebrities. And sometimes yeah. I've gotten cussed out. Like this really tight Um <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's just at the end of the day, we're all working toward our goals and it's about respecting people's grinds and yeah. I support people's I remember I had a fangirl moment when I was like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Little Bow Wow, okay? He was it for me. He was it. I just knew <laughs> that he was going to be a person, you know, I was going to marry and stuff. Like, you know, you oh, kind of like put like these people who are in the in the like, entertainment industry oh, up on this yeah. pedestal right at least i did really? up until that point i don't anymore yeah but then you know if you're a teenage girl like of course b2k come on now like oh, hello. yeah like, i mean i was gonna marry the famous jet jackson but then he died i know that was heart me and my cousin it's april not. we actually cried we like real tears heartbroken okay i was gonna marry him that's I know my cousin April look my cousin April would back to different because that was her man <laughs> no I'm like I'm still single because yeah <laughs> but like putting those people like up on like those pedestals and like I was at Gurney Mills Mall like it's a mall here like Illinois and he was there and I walked up to him and I was like can I get your autograph and he was so rude I'm eating here I was like and from that moment forward, I vowed, I was like, I will never idolize another person again in my life. Right. Yeah. I had to like forgive him and stuff. Cause for years, like I remember the like I was so dramatic. Okay. Like <laughs> I tore down all the posters of him in oh, my room. Yeah. Like it was like real dramatic. Like he broke my heart. Okay. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> but it was like a real moment, like a life learning moment, you know, like people are just people. Yeah. No matter, you know, like yeah, what no they do in account, life. Yeah. Yeah, their clout. And like I'm just like, you know, as much as like we like sometimes can like put these celebrities on like a pedestal and stuff like mm-hmm. that, they're just human beings and they make real mistakes. That was like I had that was my process that I learned after forgiving Bow Wow because I was upset with him for years. Like, you know, him being at concerts and stuff like that. I was like, I can't go oh to that concert. God. I do not support Bow Wow. <laughs> like it was, oh, like, it was no. bad. I had That's beef hilarious. with this man who didn't even know who I was, you know, like literally <laughs> did not know you at all. That's but hilarious. yeah, so but don't yeah, you don't you know want to put anybody up on a pedestal, nobody but Jesus, okay? And then you think about Jesus and he was a man serving and you know washing feet and you know so yeah, and that's the, like and that's model. the model. That's that the, the model. Like servant leadership, I I went through. There's actually a book called Servant Leadership um, that I went through as a teenager, um, which I'm sure it was not a teen design book, but I was literally in like ministry leadership from like the age of 14. So like it's just yeah. always been like a recurring thing, um, and so it's always like, how can I model serving you? And if Jesus yep. washed people's feet. Then, like, he humbled himself to do I all of those not things. Too good for any job. I'm not too good for anything. And you yep. know, and also, my pastor modeled that. Um, yep. She, despite the fact that she was like a NASA scientist, environmental scientist, wow. and a pastor, like, nothing is beneath her. The woman is like in probably her 80s. No one actually knows how old she is. Um, 
we'll still wash the toilet. We'll still yeah. usher. Like we will go to another church, and if there is not an usher at the door, my pastor, like the apostle, will like be at the door ushering. Like yeah. she's like, if it needs to get done, it will get done, and if no one's gonna do it, I will do it. Yeah. It's an honor to serve people. God put us here to serve people, to help and to pour into people. Like, it is such an honor. And, like, I've had, like, you know how, like, just again, back to teenage. Like, I've learned a lot in my teenage years just about life, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, like, just, like, you know, like, I can do anything that God, like, calls me to do. And how great it is to help somebody and to serve. And, like you said, Mm -hmm. to clean the toilet that, like, it's disgusting. Or to, you know, like, especially, like, when you're in a household full of, like, siblings. And just, you know, like, all of these things, right? But it's just, like, yeah, like, servant leadership is where it's at. And I definitely got to get this book. I haven't read it. I mean, just reading the Bible, you know that service is where it's at. (laughs) Yeah, it's a whole workbook, girl. Yeah, um, I gotta get that. I will but, um, love to read that. But I, and I think people see that. So what I what I've noticed over the years um, is that one, God honors your service um, with more favor, and then people, even if you feel unseen, people see you. Yeah, people are watching, and people that's what people watching. have said over the years, and that's you know, been the kind of underlying thing constantly in my life is that most of the things that have have come honestly are not things that I've pursued myself. Um, Like I didn't set out and say, you know, I want to be director of programming for the New Orleans Jazz Orchestra. Um, I was an intern. I was like, I just want to be in the room. Like, how can I be in in the jazz circle in New Orleans? And I was an intern and they were like, oh, hey, do you want to be the programming assistant? Okay, sure. You want to yeah. be at the club? Okay. Sure. <laughs> They're like, well, um, so the programming director left. Your turn. <laughs> Mike, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. But people see your faithfulness. They see you serving. They see the integrity and the quality of your work. And it makes them want to give you more opportunities. And same with God. Like, he says that when you are faithful over faithful. Little, mm-hmm. little things, that he will give you the bigger things. Yeah. And it, that's literally just exactly what he's done. So um, I guess from outside looking in on myself, um, I've been faithful over small things. Um, yeah. I've like made myself less and allowed people the space to shine. And God's like, now it's time for you to shine. Yeah. Um, and I'm ready to like, he's been using you all along, but. Now I'm ready to put yeah. you on the spotlight. I was um, at an event um, at my church uh, called I Shine. I hope that you can come like next year or this year. It's 2023 now, but it's hosted like in November and it's mm-hmm. called I Shine. But this year we had Pastor Stephanie Ike as one of the speakers. Mm-hmm. And she was she was saying like, you don't want to present yourself before God does. That and I part. was like, whoa. Like, and you know, like you always get like the picture movie reel, like all the things. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's why I didn't work, Bianca, because you was trying to present yourself before, <laughs> you know, nope. before God did. Like you weren't ready then, you know. Um, but yeah, that's a whole word. <laughs> that's a whole word. Like we be trying to put ourselves up, and it's just not time. Like it's not time. Just and, wait and I, for God. Yeah, I talk about that when my um my vision board masterclass. Um, is that 
sometimes we make these goals and we put stuff on our vision board and you know the trend of manifestation and, mm-hmm. you know if i think the happy thoughts about it that it's gonna happen <laughs> oh, yeah i don't know but some things are just not the season yeah like how many years have i put relationships and marriage on my vision board and, mm-hmm. and somebody has been very intentional about getting out there and dating. And I am so solo dolo, super single about this, like closing in on 40. And it's just like, okay, I did my part. If it's not time, it's just not time. Yeah. And I have to be okay with that. And so, you know, as we're pursuing all of these things, as we're stepping out in our entrepreneurial endeavors, um, some things we're going to go for, and it's just not the right time. And it's and you yeah and just being okay with that. I literally for season like season two of the Thrive Podcast, my first episode that's out um, is on that. Like I literally talk about like everybody like because I've seen so many people, um, you know, people that are not saved and some people that are saved. Like that I was kind of like shocked. You know, I'm just like dang, like you know better, girl. Like come on, like. And I was just like, you know, but it's like, we got to put God at the center of that. Like, if you are somebody who says you believe in God, then you have Mm -hmm. to allow God to do what he's going to do. And I'm sorry, y'all who are listening. I don't want to make this preachy, so I'm going to make it short. But just, (laughs) (laughs) but just, you know, like, start with God and like asking like, God, what is it that you want me to do in year 2023? What is it, you know, what's the season for this year? Like, what am I supposed to be working on, you know, and waiting on him? to tell you what it is and then you create the vision board and the goal board and Mm -hmm. all the create all the boards you want to create once god gives you the okay okay like that's all i'm saying (laughs) yeah that that thing like don't be in a rush i actually still have not it's it's literally on my list of things like i wrote myself a sticky note like okay christy you need to do your vision board yeah, um, I haven't done mine either. Like, <laughs> I usually don't do mine until like February, like the second week of February mm-hmm. is when I start working on mine and then completing it. Yeah. I didn't realize until like this year at, or last year that like God was like, it was like, you know, waiting. Like I thought like I had like this whole master genius. Like I use January to reflect and to, you know, da, 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 da. And mm-hmm. but really God was like, no, I just wanted you to, to allow me. <laughs> Yeah, to, give God you know? the time and space <laughs> to, to work on those things for you. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And I always, I get in that, like, maybe not anxious, but, like, it's January. I need to already have the plans because we need to start, like, January. Because we're seeing so everybody like, on social media do it. So we feel, right. like, this pressure, like, this unsaid yeah. pressure. And I'm probably guilty of it because I started hosting a vision board workshops in November. I'm like, we're okay, wrapping but up. I was a part of one of them and you definitely preached God. It was just like, you know, like go to God and I'm, I was there for it. So you're not <laughs> out of order. <laughs> yeah, but, but, it's just but also a lot of people like are not. Mind. Yeah. Start. Yeah. yeah. Start is the word. Just start. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps coming Man. up like literally every conversation. But, every um, conversation. But yeah, you've got to start somewhere and yeah, like let God be God of your vision. Amen. That's it. I yeah. feel like that's the title for your episode too. Hey y'all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause that yeah, I don't know, that just did something. I was like, ooh, all right, yeah. 
that look i'm feeling it okay <laughs> man um i know already that i'm gonna have you back on the podcast because you just have like you have a lot you have a testimony i mean we yes yeah. we all have testimonies but you have like so much Growing to share yeah. and i know it's just like i feel like this can just go on and i'm trying to be very mindful of like your time like i'm trying so hard i was like okay we have to no reel it back in to, like two hours <laughs> i was literally like this entire episode reel it in like hold on reel it back in bianca like mental notes um that's the that's the hard thing y'all when you really like connect with people that you have on your mm -hmm. podcast you gotta reel it in um but it was it was so good having you and i know yes. we're gonna have you back because I, I know like all the great things that you're working towards and mm -hmm. i know that everybody's gonna want to hear what it is that you're doing next but until that point mm -hmm. question what okay. is your like your number one advice for people you know that's just trying to grow and to develop and prosper what would your key piece of advice be um two things i will say first believe in what god's put in you because you are enough yeah for where you want to go and then secondly it would be to serve where you want to go mm. so a lot of times we just want to start and launch our own um we can get stuck in serving others and not launch ourselves. But I think that there's something to be said about putting in, um, putting your own skin in the game and yeah. serving um, and seeing it walked out before you um, and putting that like sweat equity into doing something. Nowadays, we don't wanna do it. We just like, we just wanna start our own thing. Um, and sometimes we have to just leap out in faith um, but I think being able to sit under someone else, I'm really big on mentoring. Um, mm -hmm. And I have been mentored by some really incredible people. Um, and still, like, still to this day, um, just make, getting new mentors. But like being able to sit under someone and get that wisdom from their experience, like, so yeah. I can, I don't have to fall in the same pothole as you. I can jump over it with your wisdom and advice. Yeah um and i'm going to serve you and i think god honors when we serve other people and we serve other people's visions um and then prove ourselves faithful yeah what called us so there we want to go and believe that you've got what you that's need. amazing i agree i definitely agree and next question what is a book that you're reading or you plan to read this year to help you in your journey with faith and growth and development um, I am actually still, and I, one of my goals is to finish what I start because <laughs> I am notorious for not finishing my books. Um, I am really one of the key things that I'm working on is um, a healthy life rhythm, not a balance yeah. because you can never equal out everything. But, True. and it, me, the musician, thinks in rhythm of like you know we may have a steady beat but the the timing may change mm. so it's just like and i that's a whole nother thing i'm gonna <laughs> like place that um but like creating a healthy rhythm for our lives 
So the two books that I've started one is, because literally on my bed right there, um, <laughs> is Find Your Balance Point by Brian Tracy and Christina Steen. Um, and I'm in that one right now. And it's really been super informative about, it's where I've gotten my concept of um, reconnecting with our values yeah. and, and priorities. That's really where I've gotten a lot of that from. Um, and then the second one, um, I don't remember the name, the author, but it's called Curating Your Life. Curating Your Life, okay. So I'm really into like, how can I structure, like, I, I can see it in my future. Like, I'm gonna, imagination is a big thing yeah. right now. Like, I think this is where the like manifestation people like are, are in the realm of <laughs> yeah. going there. But I think it's important to imagine where you want to be. And then uh, um, in the book, it says to go um, work back from the future. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Seeing where I want to be. And then, okay, what actionable steps can I take today? Can I take now toward where I want to go? Um, and so it's just, all right, let's write this down. Yeah. Let's make it actionable like I see it. I'm writing down my vision and now I'm making my plans because God says to make your plans. He put your angel. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. You got to, yeah, you got to. You got to give them something to yeah. work with. And so I'm like, I'm imagining what, and I, and I did this the other day. I literally like sat down and I thought about if I could have a life without limits, without financial restriction, um, if I could have all the things that I really desire, the desires in my heart, what yeah. would that look like for my life? So I wrote all of that out and then I worked back, okay, how do I get there? Where yeah. do I start? And so we're just action planning. Like, yep. And even though it may take I, me years, like I have to start on something today. Like what can I, what's one small what thing? Even if it's just a, affirmation that I'm going to start saying to like get my mind right towards mm -hmm. that end like I've got to make an actionable step today towards yeah. that and, and then another one the next day and another ne next day and then I'm going to look back months and, and years from now and be like it started on that one day and now I'm here yeah amen that's it that I love that I a hundred percent a thousand if that's a thing percent agree <laughs> agree with that um i did like something similar like when i like really was trying to like take like vision boards like a little more serious um and in 2020 i started like a 10-year board and just mm. like you know in 10 years from now like just like even if it's that small like yes i've gone like further down the road and just writing things down but just yeah. like on a board making a vision like i wish i could like well can i move my laptop we can cut and um let's see but like oh, you can kind of see like this this thing yeah. <laughs> that no. I'm pretty much it. But just you know, definitely starting you know from the future, like where you want to be yeah. five years, three years, whatever it is that you need to do, and then just work your way back. How can you get to that end point that you put mm -hmm. you know on the paper? I love that. I love that so much. This was such a great episode. Thank you. So, so much for coming on. I'm I'm excited about this, and I'm trying to contain and control myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's all right, girl. 
<laughs> We've got um, so much work to do together, and I'm I'm so excited. Do you our Bible study? Yes, the devotionals, y'all. We lit. Okay. We're going to talk more about that, though, at another time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you again so much for your time. Um, I'm going to make sure that I link, you know, everywhere that people can find you in the show notes and all of that fun stuff. Um, and we're just going to continue to build community. And like you said, bridge those gaps. Come on. Amen. Okay. Um, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. I am honored. I'm honored to share with your people today. Yes.